MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, which is now the GameZilla Studios, Jazzy Fiddle! I did it all off the top of my head, okay? It's burnt into my brain. I can't help it. Just read the doc. I fixed it. No! I don't like the doc. It's not even on my screen. Readings for rich people. I stared at the camera because it's the people that that matter, not the document. All the hard work I put into the document. You don't don't read it. No, I don't look at your stupid document. What is this show even about? Turtles. Perfect. I like soft shell turtles from Florida. And only Florida. And all other soft shell turtles can go to hell. Straight to hell. (laughs) Anyways, welcome to... To hell. (laughs) Welcome to hell. Hey, it's me, the Florida Painted Turtle. (laughs) How are you in bathing in the fires of Florida? Now America's hell! Now you see why I like soft-shelled turtles from Florida. <laughs> Welcome to episode 195 of the GameZilla podcast. <laughs> Woo! Jazzy Fiddle. Uh, How the hell are you, man? I was doing fine. Let's not forget. <laughs> until I came to the studio. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, our uh, producer, the Dead Eye Knight, a.k.a. the soft-shelled turtle from Florida. I don't know that, turtle. One <laughs> <laughs> thing I know is turtle meat is succulent. Oh. <sighs> Well, like I said, episode 195 brought to you by our lovely fans and supporters on Patreon. (laughs) Yes, so pissed right now. (laughs) You can influence this podcast and get other great perks like early access, game of the month, behind the scenes access, and much more by supporting us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia. Thank you, Jazzy. Very professional. Way to keep hmm. yourself together and composed. No problem. No soft shell turtle uh, talk there. This is still about turtles, right? This well, at least I said Gamezilla Media, not Motor City Game. <laughs> Did you say turtles? <laughs> listen, listen. I was just paying tribute to the footsteps that we left in the sand, aka the way we crawled to the ocean in turtle form. I'm gonna give you uh, an A plus. For <laughs> wait, that. That wait, pretty good, Jazzy. <laughs> did you good. did you miss our turtle metaphor seminar? Yeah. Oh yeah, we, I, I bailed on that shit we real had, quick. We had a, a group Skype meeting all about turtle metaphors. And yeah. How important they were for 2018 for Gamezilla Media we, to be. We also talked a lot turtles. about turtle penises, and I'm not sure why. It was just something that Deadite started, and it just. Like, the whole concept of this metaphor thing just went out the window. We talked about turtle penises for, like, three hours. If you're going to go turtle hunting and you plan on being able to snatch a turtle out of the water with one hand, you have to know where the penis is because it's the easiest way to grab a turtle directly out of the water. (laughs) Episode 195 of GameZilla Podcast. I've never caught a female turtle. From from the GameZilla Media Studios. Okay. Let's get into some team talk. Dear God, give me uh, give me some music here. There we go. Let's just calm it down. Calm it down. Jazzy, you got to get back in there. Come on. It's your favorite music. He's leaving. He's... Uh... <sighs> Jazzy Fiddle, how the hell you been? What's up? What's new? What's shaking bacon? Uh, I'm doing all right. 
played a lot of League. <laughs> Say, what have you been playing lately? Lots and lots of League. This is a video game podcast. And I ripped the shit out of every game I played. Eh, I didn't win them all, but I destroyed mm. everybody that I mm. came in contact with. No, there's a couple that you did pretty bad in. No, I did awesome on all of them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I played the PlayStation Plus game of uh, last well, last month, this month. Ryan? Mm-hmm. One of the months? Mm-hmm. I, this, I, month, I down, this month. I download them all, and then I just go it's back It's the middle of the month. What month do you think it keep, fell in? It just came out. I have out. game because every month I go in and download them, and I just don't even know. Okay, okay. it's this month. You get it. You can still get it right now. So whatever you're talking about, if if they yeah. haven't downloaded it, they can get it. Rhyme. You is that a rhythm game? No, it's a you puzzle based game. The one that came on the Switch later. Yeah, it's all like cell shaded and kind of reminds you of. Uh, uh, it's cartoony. It's yeah. cartoony. What the hell does it remind me of? It's another. There's another popular game that it reminds me of. The Borderlands. It does. Uh, I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like playing claptrap well on ecstasy, naked. Hi, minion. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, in. Perfect. Okay. But uh, so far so good. I've actually kind of got hooked into it. It's. I didn't know anything about the game when I when I threw it on, and uh, basically you get uh, washed up on the shore as a little boy, and you're trying to basically solve these puzzles to get to the top of this tower. And oh. uh, super cool. And at the end, you're you're like in a whale, and you find out the whole thing was a dream. It's yeah. called Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Game Boy. So we do this show live on Twitch.tv/slash Gamezilla Media. Nice. And sometimes people do things to influence the show live. So you really need to tune in Monday nights at 7 p.m. because we just got 1,333 bits donated. By Sheriff of Patty. Sorry, by the... No, not by Sheriff of Patty. I'm sorry, I got that mixed up because there's something blocking it. By the glitch. The glitch 86. And he simply says... For Jazzy to sing his favorite back Backstreet Boys song. Ooh. Go ahead, Jazzy. Give it to us. Ooh. Rip it out. Hold Do you on. need a, you need a minute? I'll give you a minute to to yeah, at least, yeah, yeah, yeah. To at least refresh on some lyrics, okay? Yeah. You get go, some lyrics go to, going. Go to go to what Ethan's been playing. But and because then, I'm giving you a little bit of time, I kinda want you maybe to like fit in some video game like replace some words with video game stuff. See if you can do it. I'll give you a little bit of time. We'll talk to we'll talk to Deadite while you do this. How you been doing, Deadite? I am swell. I'm really excited for this next segment. <laughs> I uh, I actually don't at all want to talk about the video games I've been playing because I just want to get to uh, what what the the glitch has paid hard good money for and uh, I don't know I guess that kind of reminded me that when our our friends of the show our fans of the show pay money you should probably make good on on what they've requested with their money oh yes yep. yeah is this yep. going down so for those of you that didn't catch the pre-show okay something happened. And, and it happened actually before we even got into this room is that is that yet again, the generous community has shown pity on our penny pincher, the Deadite. Mr. I'm trying to buy a house, Mr. I'm trying to get my life started so I can't really enjoy video games like everybody else. Cocaine so, ain't cheap, guys. So what they did is they cash-apped him some money to purchase Disc Jam. Disc Jam. Yep, an all-time favorite, an all-time favorite of Jedi. (laughs) So, Uh, a game that I've been an early advocate for. He hasn't purchased it yet, and um, he started to talk about sending the money back because he wasn't going to purchase it. Okay, let me preface this. Um, 
quick little tease to what could be on the horizon. Uh, just like two, three weeks ago, uh, friends slash fans of the show slash patrons, Sci-Fi AJ and Testonomics, also each chipped in $15 so I could be the owner of WWE 2K18 on the Switch. Uh, I appreciated that gesture, but it has led to, again, a little teaser. I'm currently in a very heated customer service feud with 2K Entertainment. For his free video game. For my video game I didn't pay anything for, but I feel like there needs to be justice because my friends paid money for me to play this. Yeah. And now... Uh, Remember, I'm the guy that didn't drink Dr. Pepper for a decade because a website crashed. Yep. So uh, I get tenacious in a lot of ways with uh, grudges. And let's so, be honest. The only reason you drank it is because a new promo came out that you found could be could give you an advantage on a vacation that you were about to take. Oh, yeah. I screwed Dr. Pepper. I made like $40 <laughs> in Uber codes off drinking yeah. somewhere around the realm so of just $3 crack. worth of Dr. Pepper. You didn't just one day crack. You were like, oh, I can I can get you back, and I then can, we're even. I can screw you, Dr. <laughs> Pepper. Um, so, so with that, you know, and then like just a couple weeks later, they're throwing more money at me to buy more games, and I already feel like the initial purchase of WWE 2K was irresponsible. I should not have taken my friend slash fans' money. This is disc jam. Yeah, it's your jam. I do. It's love disc our jam. jam. Yeah. It's everyone's jam. But now now there's been an extra caveat entered. Mm-hmm. Uh, a store known as Worst Purchase has Rocket League Physical Edition on sale for $16 this week. $15.99. So there's that part of me that's like, well, what I... Gamers Club. You know, I kind of want to get both. And you threw out... You, you laid down the gauntlet. Yep. Where you would, if I bought one of the game, if I bought both the games, you would essentially buy Disc Jam. Because I already bought... Because you already own multiple versions of Rocket League on Switch. <laughs> I bought the physical copy. comes with all the DLC. I have to. Yeah. But yes, basically I said that because one game's paid for. You're not yeah. buying yeah. two games. Yeah, I'm not. You are processing the purchase of one game, and then you're buying another game. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do that, I will, on this stream right here, the Switch is ready, I will purchase Disc Jam right here, right now, and then uh, we'll play it tomorrow. We will play it tomorrow on lunch. Hmm. Oh, man. It's tough because I don't know if I can commit to buying both. You're not buying both. You're buying one game. You're paying, so they're thirty dollars for both games. Okay, thirty mm-hmm. bucks. You're paying fifteen still. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> like, like we're paying the same amount of money, except you're getting two games and I'm only getting one because I already because I already bought the other game. When you look at it, it's three five dollar bills. I really shouldn't even be like, <laughs> oh man, guys, I don't know because I have I have a Scrooge McDuck level of money in the bank to buy a house. I know. I can afford fifteen dollars for I'm for well, this. I'm gym. well aware. I am well yeah. aware. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, this might happen during the show. I don't think it's happening. Is it happening right now? I I want to give the people what they want. I'm also afraid of my wife. <laughs> so. Okay. Let's also forget. Let's also remi- remember one thing. Okay, one thing mm-hmm. is that if you don't spend that money, let alone they didn't give you fifteen dollars. They've given you sixteen now. You got one dollar in the pre-show. Yeah. So. If I tried to send this money back <laughs> yeah. to Test and to Sci-Fi, they have now confirmed that Testonomics will take that money and spend it on 2K, 2K, 
items. Yeah, so he's giving the money directly to uh, someone I'm in a blood feud with right now. Also, he has threatened Gamezilla about removing his patronage and using that monthly patronage on 2K stuff every month, which he will remind you in stream, I guarantee, which he will share with you on social media, I guarantee, and he will rub it into you until you are covered in his own feces. So but, so what you're saying is to protect the company from losing Testonomics patronage, I should just save my receipt and GameZilla is going to reimburse me for buying this jam. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I think that's that what, not what it's I'm protecting the brand. Um yeah, well, I mean, I got, I got to at least buy one of the games. You got to buy... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you got a deal. A deal? You got a deal. It's I'll a buy deal. them both. I'll buy oh them both. Oh, my God. I'll buy them both. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about... what I've been, Did you talk about what you've been playing? Uh, Borderlands 2 played some with Ecto and Sci-Fi. <laughs> oh, pre-sequel. I played pre-sequel with, uh, with, uh, with some friends there. Ecto, Sci-Fi, AJ, and uh, we had a good time. Uh, playing that, it's always good to get back into Borderlands for me. And then uh, I beat Shovel Knight, Shovel of Hope. And we know I'm a notorious game not beater. And uh, I had a really good time getting into it. And I, I tore through it this weekend and, and finished it up because I was about halfway, you know, halfway through the game. And it felt really good to actually beat it. And now I've already started uh, Plague of Shadows, the Plague Knight campaign. So, so I mean, yeah, I guess it's irresponsible for me to buy two new games this week because I'm into Shovel Knight and. Uh, I, I shook on it, so I can't go back on it. So I'm just it. I'm gonna swirl into dismay and become an alcoholic over this concern. That's fair. Yep, you shook on it. It's, it's all over. I don't it's a care. Done deal. And you're buying it right now, so now I'm locked yeah. in. Yep, buying it right now. Add, add funds and purchase. It says it's processing, processing. Thank you. There's the thank you. It's gonna be really hard to see, but it's there. Close. I'll just show it on my screen. There it is, Disc Jam, loading up. You see it? Confirmed? Yep. Confirmed? It's confirmed. It's loading. It's loading. Confirmed. All right, cool. We can get on with the show now. <laughs> it is done. That means uh, that means you need to at least purchase your Disc Jam tonight so that we can play because you have the funds in your cash app, and then you should place your order for Rocket League ASAP. I I I wanted to I wanted to remain the people's producer, which means I need to do right by the fans and buy Disc Jam. So. So I, I will download it right now. I'll get it started loading right now. Jesse is hella mad. The team talk is taking this long. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to me as far as what I've been playing lately, but oh, guess no, what? Go ahead and play the viewership loves it, okay? And I'm sure the people listening to it on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and wherever else you listen to your podcast, you're enjoying this too because this is, this is friendship right here. This is real friendship, something Jazzy and I have never had. <laughs> it's okay? all been a lie. It's all a lie. Fabricated. Fake news. So, Glitch, listen up. Oh, yeah. While they're taking their time, I am actually conspiring to give you, as a patron, so if you're not a patron, you need to become a patron. Who are you conspiring with? You're not going Glitch. to get it oh, on okay. this show, because I'm going to create a full song, oh, God, re- no. resorted no. into gaming, and Grimlock will be involved. It'll be the next rendition of Jazzlock. Oh my God! In the Patreon Jazzlock's page, Jazzlock's coming back, people. <laughs> Jazzlock's Jazz coming, coming back. Oh, I'm excited. Okay, go on. Tell them what you're talking about. Uh, oh, what I've been playing lately. I played. Oh, yeah, I played a lot of League uh, over the, week, the last week. It was kind of my like 
my like welcome back to league where we were playing real matches, real five v five, you know, normal matches, a couple ranked. Uh, did play some ARAM, had a lot of fun. Um, you know, league is just it's it's so much fun because we're playing with some you know Sheriff of Patty, Sean. There's a there's some uh, a few, uh, Chelsea Ryan. These are, uh, those two are returned like they're coming back to league, but the first two I named brand new to league. So we're having a lot of fun like teaching the game and then getting them into their first like real match and trying to coach them up and then watching these people really grab onto league and do a pretty good job. And and I think uh, you know they're having a fun time too. So it's been fun doing that. Um, I played Fortnite, of course, and had had a lot of fun. Nothing really new there besides just playing Fortnite. And then on the Switch, I've been playing Celeste, which, again, is fantastic. And uh, I also played uh, Skyforce Reloaded, which just came out, a top-down shooter that's a lot of fun if you're into that style. There it is. Confirmed Disc Jam is downloading on Deadite system. That is two out of three people on this table. Can we make it a trifecta, Jazzy Fiddle? No. Can we make it a trifecta and no. you join the Disc League League, Disc Jam League, for the GameZilla Media Motor City Gaming Tournament Championship of BXAP.com, presented by Bit by 8-Bit. Fight night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Jazzy, Jazzy, it has... A ranked mode with bronze and, and other levels, so you love being bronze, so why not get the game? That All I'm saying is great. tested his prelims, he's gold. As soon as I get home, I will not put it on my Switch. What if the people fund it? What if I give out your cash app name Save and they fund it? your money, people, because it ain't happening. <laughs> it ain't happening. I'll cash up half. <laughs> I'll go half. He's going to cash at me. If his insurance half, policy. If he's going half, I'm going half. It's paid for. There you, you go. don't even need the people. It's a done deal. That's fine. Shake on it. I will buy. What can I? What else can I buy with? Disc Jam. Uh, I will points. only give money for Disc Jam. Money. Disc Jam money. I'm gonna have. I'll never be poor because I always have disc jam money. No, <laughs> no, you gotta spend it. You jazzy, gotta play it. Jazzy, no, I'm we're, not playing this game. We're literally buying you the happen. game. We're <laughs> buying you the game. Yeah, you don't even play games with us anymore. And jazzy. like I said, you, you guys are idiots. Listen, Tesnovitz is, is sending a third. Five dollars from each of us. There we go. Five dollars. Now the each. fans are calling you out. <laughs> you like, yeah, I like fine. how quick I was like, Jesse, I'll throw money at you, but I don't want to spend money on me. <laughs> exactly. We're down to five bucks each. It's going down. Yeah, not going to happen. Not going to Look happen. Look at These viewers are are waiting for Jazzy to sign. Sign the deal, damn it. <laughs> no, not Do you want to be on this podcast for another fucking episode? Not if I have to play this jam. Get out of here. You're fine. Okay. You're out of here. Yeah. But now he's never going to sing. Yep. Or really. He's going to sing. He can't wait to sing. Get out of here. He's just going to the bathroom, anyways. If he thinks that's an exit, he's mistaken. All right. Um, did, did I play anything else? Uh, no, I don't think so. Nothing that like nothing that matters that much. I think. Skyforce, oh, Celeste. You oh, bought something new? Oh, I I did play something, and I'm really. <laughs> God damn it, test. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's well, really cool. In there. that case, um, but no, uh, we I did play a game that I didn't like. And I'm 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 sad because I picked up Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind a while back when it was on sale around the holidays, and so did uh, my wife, and then a few friends did too, like Chops, uh, Ecto, and uh, there might be somebody else out there too. I'm forgetting, but anyways, we never got around to playing it. We never got around to playing it, and we um, 
made the decision to to get together and play three player Acto, myself, and and my wife, uh, on over the weekend. And the game is terrible, guys. Like, what the hell is wrong with Elder Scrolls Online? It feels like the most janky ass Elder Scrolls game. And I know it's not. It's not the same. You know, developers and everything, but like, how do you fuck up a game so bad that, like, uh, first of all, not even me, not even Ecto, but my wife, who has beaten Oblivion like five times, beaten Skyrim multiple times, like, she loves it's her favorite game, hands down. And she hates it. Like, what the hell? How can you fuck it up that bad? You have all these assets. You have Morrowind. You have Oblivion. You have you have all these places in, in this universe that you that you're putting all together, and you fuck it up to the point where we're like, "Meh, let's go play Monster Hunter. Let's go play something else." We were even like, "Hey, how about we all load up the Division and play that because it would be better than Elder Scrolls Online." So yeah, I um, I thoroughly did not enjoy myself. That game can go to hell, and that's what I've been playing lately. So um, I think that rounds it out. Jazzy Fiddle's back from his little rage. I believe you've already received your first payment, uh, so you can confirm that on your phone over there. And it wasn't for me, so don't worry. Um, mine will be coming shortly. But if you want to talk about what you're playing, if you want to talk about upcoming games, if you want to talk about, talk about hot topics and like some of the news topics we're about to get into on this episode, you need to join the Discord. Uh, it is free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day on the GameZilla Discord. How do you get there? Well, Sashin's probably going to post the link in the chat here in about, mm, I don't know, a few seconds if he's here. Otherwise, you go to GameZillaMedia.com and right on the homepage, you click the Discord button. So, and that's, that's about it. Uh, there you go. See, like I said, Sashin, always up, always ready. Uh, other than that, I think it's time to get in some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. Welcome to the news. This is where Jazzy gets excited. Yeah, I like the news. We're going to be talking about three major topics today. uh, Getting into each one a little bit. So first up. Nintendo has finally made its announcement. Nintendo Switch Online is coming out. It's on its way. We're getting it. We're going to have to pay them money soon. We're all excited about Ooh, giving them soon? more money. And we're going to give it to them this September. That's not soon at all. Live this <laughs> September. Yeah, it's not soon at all. It's not what, even close to now. But what's even better about this announcement is that they don't tell us anything about it. Yeah, a one-year delay, and we have nothing. One-year delay, nothing, and so here we are, uh, originally pegged for launch in late 2017. Nintendo Switch paid online service will finally go live in September. We know not, we know how much a membership will cost, but outside of access to online play and voice chat, Nintendo hasn't shared all the details yet regarding what you will get for your money. Now Nintendo president and managing executive officers have teased some of the appealing bonuses that players can expect. 
This was uh, during a recent investor Q&A. Uh, Nintendo's ambitions for the service was laid out. We view the online service as one component of our efforts to diversify how our games are played and to get people to play more of our games. That is why we want to apply substantial resources to the online service with the thinking that we will devote our energies to make this a for-pay service. Regarding how Nintendo plans to popularize the Switch's online membership, Nintendo will offer products that gamers hopefully find appealing. It is less about the mechanism and more a question of what kinds of products we can offer, and the spread of service will depend on whether customers want what we offer. Please give us a bit more time to announce more details about the service. I think the announcement will convey to you how we plan to popularize the service. <laughs> so they came out after a year. Tell us we're going to get it in September and then just say, hold on. Just wait. It's going to be really, really cool. I promise. But just wait because I can't say anything else. So my question to you is, we, we origi- okay, originally we thought we were getting this online service late, late 2017. We were going to be paying 20 bucks a year or whatever, and, and we knew that it was going to give us, be, be able to play games online for whatever, whatever games you want to play online, and then talk and get a few free games here and there. So... Clearly, they delayed this because they thought that wasn't, like, in my opinion, it has to be that they think that's not good enough. What are they going to do different? What, what is, what's around the corner that Nintendo's holding on to that they really think is a grand slam that they're not going to tell us right now? What are your thoughts? I, I don't really care. Because when I was reading this article, I got down to this part, and I'll read it again, where it's quoted and says, Please give us a bit more time to announce more details. No, fuck you, Nintendo. You've had a year to tell me anything, and now you're going to tell me to wait until fucking September to tell me something? There is nothing that they can do with this service to make it worth the wait and the anticipation they've built up about how great this service is going to be. Because they're going to come out with it in September, and they're going to be like, Guys... With Nintendo Online, you get the ability to play your games online, the ability to chat with your friends, and two free games a month. Well, that was the original concept. That's what it's going to be in September. (laughs) Wait, so I thought that we're looking at, let's say, nine months ago, that a statement was made by Nintendo that it was going to work similar to like a, a Netflix, like an on-demand access to a library of back Nintendo games. The, I swear that they made that announcement at a point. And if that's true, if that's what they're working on is just in September, okay, it's going to launch, and then boom, you're going to have access to... Starting off, let's say, 45 or 50 classic Nintendo games ranging uh, from NES all the way through N64 or something like that. That's something that I could go, I'm okay waiting for that. Like, I'm okay that that was what I waited for. But if it does come out, hey, uh, it's similar to the PS 
Plus, where oh, you get two free games a month and the ability to play online and a few discounts here and there, I'm going to be really disappointed. They need to bring something that is different than what's what else happened there. I know PlayStation Now is available. I know that uh, what's the new Xbox one? Xbox Pass. Xbox Pass. Like yeah, those yes. are those are nothing. So Nintendo, had they come out with this a year ago, would have been ahead of ahead of the, the times. And also, who really wants to go back and play the games on PlayStation Now? I know they've added so, some better titles, but if you give me quality Nintendo classics, I'm going to be okay with it. So what you're telling me is they've just done an awful job of this whole Nintendo Online thing. Terrible. And the one thing that Nintendo has or Nintendo fans have been asking for f- since day one of the Switch launch was Virtual Console. Yeah. And they've said, don't worry, Virtual Console's coming. Don't worry, Nintendo Online's coming. So now they're like, oh, shit. We forgot about both these things that we were supposed to do because we've been too busy counting all of our money because we're making a <laughs> shit ton of it. Um, oh, we got to have a press conference. And they hold a press conference. And they're like, online's coming September 2018. But don't worry, guys. There's going to be something huge that none of you will ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, shit, what's it going to be? Well, they're also asking for virtual console. Let's, so let's just fucking tie the two together yeah. and call it Nintendo Online. More, like, I mean, more. Or I'm less. still not okay with. Like, I'm are okay. you okay with waiting to get the virtual console and online together in one package deal? I think that's a cool concept, and I think it could work well. Am I okay with waiting that long? Maybe. Am I okay with them not telling us anything for this amount of time? No. But that's you have Nintendo. to say something. That is how Nintendo say something, rolls. Nintendo. Where's Metroid Prime for you, sons of bitches? We didn't even know really anything realistic about the Switch until, what, four months before it launched? Five months before it launched? Yeah. So we know that they that they hold things close to the chest, and I guess there's that part of me, you know, like, okay, this has been delayed, this has been pushed back, but how mad do we get when it's about a game that keeps getting delayed that they overpromise? Oh, this is coming out in three months, and then they keep pushing it back. Right now, Nintendo's not giving us any details, and they have blown one promise date, but I would rather, I'd rather, I guess, know less until it's everything's confirmed and locked in instead of them you know, teasing uh, a little here's bit. Here's the bottom line. They are the most, they're the hottest system on the market right now. They are the hottest company in, on the market right now. So they're looking at you, Jazzy Fiddle, and they're like, fuck you, we'll tell you when we're ready, sit and spin, bitch, sit and spin, because you own a Switch and you're buying this jam because <laughs> people are giving jam. you money. So... Like that's the bottom line. Nintendo's Nintendo. They're always they've always been this way. They're always going to be this way until they're desperate, which they're not right now. So, they're going to go out here and slap this online, throw September, create some buzz with the whole like trust us, just wait, you'll be excited. Just like Nintendo Labo, we're going to blow your minds, right? (laughs) Everybody that designs online Switch gets cardboard for free. Like, I don't know what it's going to (laughs) be, but it's going to, but that's Nintendo. Like, it's just the way that they do this shit. Nintendo stamped cardboard. It'll be cardboard with a Nintendo stamp in the corner of it. Yeah. Bottom line is official Nintendo cardboard. Bottom line is Nintendo can do anything they want. They proved it with Nintendo Labo. Like the pre-orders for that are are doing very well. Okay, so like it's fucking cardboard, and they're <laughs> selling it. Like 
I uh, I can't get rid of all my cardboard that I get from Amazon, and these people are making money off of it. So, <laughs> a ch- a ch- listen, a chunk of cardboard that's probably going to melt away and get all warped and awful after five minutes is still exponentially better than WWE 2K18 on the Switch. <laughs> oh, yeah, way more enjoyable. Cutting so your finger on that cardboard is way more enjoyable than playing. Oh, yeah, I'd rather have cardboard cuts on my finger, one of which I have right now from a work accident, would be better than playing 2K18. So what Nintendo has told me from this article is that is nothing. We can <laughs> told you nothing. Is that Gamesville Media could open their store because all we have to sell is cardboard? It's true. Yeah. We well well we're not, we if we call ourselves Nintendo then yes it works but we won't last very long because Nintendo will shut us down. What about Nintendo? The there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo. There. Now we're on to something. We'll have to work on that. Welcome to Nintoro Media Podcast. That's right. Oh my God. All right. So, so, so we what? just don't use cardboard. We use construction paper. Ooh, even cheaper <laughs> and even more sharp. We need to move on, but I want one last one last quick snippet. What do you think September, probably not September because when it launches, E3, okay? E3, July, June, July time, right? What does what is the big thing Nintendo drops? Dead I already said it's he thinks it's going to be the pass. He thinks it's going to be like this library of games and your and your monthly fee or your yearly purchase gives you access to the entire library. Jazzy Fiddle, do you have anything else that you think you could see? You think Nintendo could pull out of their ass and be like, "Hey, here's a Virtual Boy adapter that slaps on your Switch." A real quick caveat. It's not going to be unlimited. It's like you can pick a couple different games per month to play from this library. I don't think it's going to be Netflix style where you can hop around and play whatever you want. I think it's going to be more like a library rental where you get X number of down temporary downloads for the month. Oh, so you don't have to go to the library. You just go to the Nintendo library. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be a temporary term and you you will have a limit to how many you can select for the month. Mm, I don't like that. Uh, but I, but I, how Nintendo is that? It's very, it's very that, Nintendo. And that's why I'm saying they're going to do it. Yeah. Because, yeah. because you'll still be able to buy the games individually. And, you know, Nintendo always wants to keep the value of their, their classic games high. And I think that's going to be the way they're going to continue to draw rev- more revenue off those classics is, okay, well, you rented it for the month. And, well, you can buy it, you know, after the month for five bucks or whatever. And then you can use your two rentals next month on different games. I hate it. I hate but they're going to do it. I hate it. What they're gonna it just do. needs to be a game pass. Just make it a game pass and, and and let it be open and just let people fall in love with your IPs. So then they'll buy your new IPs when they come out. Let people let the new let the new generation fall in love with old Mario so that they continue to love the new Mario or they give the new Mario a try that maybe they didn't. You know, or they play the old Zeldas, they fall in love with it, so they play the new Zelda. Which if you didn't play the new Zelda, then I don't even know why you want to switch. But still. Okay, we got okay. you got you got one more. Okay, one more comment, and then we got to we got to move on to the topic two. Here's what they're gonna show at E3. It's gonna be a 22 minute presentation of which somebody goes out to the center of the stage, puts a table down, and folds cardboard into mm. a holster mm. that you put your cell phone. All right, <laughs> and then you can only have <laughs> Lenovo earbuds. Hey, it's the hey. only ones that work. So you're all set. I don't even think those but exist. Everybody, but okay. Oh, exactly. So then you plug your Lenovo earbuds into your phone. You put it on the holster, and then the app that they created that doesn't do shit is going to be your online party talk, and you have to Bluetooth it to your Switch. Listen, first of all. That sounds like a genius idea that only Nintendo could make it work, and they will. And it'll be a, it'll be a top seller. But bottom line is you can make fun of Nintendo Labo all you want because hashtag Jazzy Labo is happening. You are going to be buying Labo, no and way. you're going to be playing it 
in real life, we're going to stream it. We're going to stream you building your damn cardboard robot box. Because you love building things. Playing it. That's your thing. You're great at building things. Why wouldn't you want to play Labo? It combines video games and building. One thing you're okay at and one thing you're great at. All right, we got to move on. We got to move on. <laughs> and guess what? You're great at building things. Oh, real, real quick, real quick side note. This is for the community, friends, and fans. I'm a man of my word. Grim, what's on my phone right now? Oh, oh, it's been Rocket League has been purchased officially by Deadite. My copy shows up tomorrow. So we will be, uh, we now own Disc Jam together and Rocket League. My man of my word. It all happened here on the show live. I, I, I shook up. Majority, mostly, mostly. To the threats of test and, te- threats and generosity of testonomics. Mostly thanks to our <laughs> fans. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on to our next topic. And that is a little uh, talk about some changes has stirred up the community of one of the most popular games. Fortnite is um, heating up right now because of some, uh, some changes to the matchmaking. I played this game. You did finally, <laughs> and you loved it. I got a kill. You did. A shotgun kill. Forgot about that. These these two right here got me to play some Fortnite one, with them. Yeah, that's one yeah. thing you forgot to mention. 36 yeah. shotgun rounds. I also and forgot. And you killed them on the last round. <laughs> but you got the kill. <laughs> got the oh, kill. I, was, I was literally like cringing. I'm like, kill him. <laughs> kill him. He's not even looking at you. Just murder his ass. I, just, I hear the shotguns going off in my sleep. It's like... <laughs> And I'm just like closing my eyes. I'm like, Grim, did you hit him? Did you hit him? <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive. Uh, I'm awful. All right. But nonetheless, yeah. So uh, Fortnite is uh, the developer Epic Games announced that some changes are coming to the popular Battle Royale games matchmaking system. Uh, we've had some voiced concerns about the proposed changes. And now Epic has said it will take these, this feedback into careful consideration before making any concrete changes to matchmaking. So this is great. Epic has been awesome with the community, right? Mm-hmm. They built this game. They they continue continue to update it, continue to tweak it, and add add content nonstop. And now, when they just when they start to think about tweaking some of the mechanics, the the gamers talk, the developer listens. This is how the this is the relationship that we would love to see in every video game ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. What, what's going on here is that uh, in a tweet, basically, Fortnite came out and said, we've heard you loud and clear concerning changes to matchmaking. We'll be sorting through all the feedback we've been given and take it into careful consideration before taking any steps. This, this concern started uh, from a single line in the recent Fortnite State of Development blog post on, the web- on Fortnite's website. Uh, Epic said in the post, we are working on changes to matchmaking that are aimed at creating matches with a more balanced distribution of skill. The suggestion here is that Fortnite might be adopting a skill-based matchmaking system, meaning that players would be matched with those who have a comparable skill level. Many games already use this matchmaking. Uh, obviously, it's the idea of League, you know, League of Legends, and how it tries to match you up. And that's why you're bronze, silver, gold, platinum. You know, same yeah. with Overwatch. You know, a lot of games. Try Rocket League. Rocket League. Oh yeah. no, I mean uh, Disc Jam. Disc Jam too, all of them. So um, it's not. It, it's a very popular system, but the um, so it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a new, a new mode or a new mechanic. Uh, but Fortnite, the people expressed concern that such a system would make the game feel more serious in nature, instead of more instead of the more casual experience. And I actually agree with this. 
Like where I I know yeah. I really like the whole bronze, silver, gold, and wherever I fall, I get to play with people in my skill level because I, it's a it's a fair play like battleground. But I'm in those games like League of Legends. I'm ultra competitive. I am like I lose and I'm putting my fist through my desk. Okay, like so in Fortnite, I'm like, oh damn, I died again. Let's just boot up another one. Oh crap, we landed in tilted towers and I didn't get the gun. The guy just stuck it up my ass and pulled the trigger. Let's let's fire up another one. And it's fun because of that. Right. You forgive it more. The anybody that has concerns or issues with matchmaking in Fortnite right now, just be patient with Epic because this is not a, oh, we need to just make it so that uh, I'm playing with people my same skill level. Do you, get, you guys have to realize that in games like League, Disc Jam, Rocket League, the player base is like five on each side max, so ten. This is a hundred people. So if they were to create some sort of like ranked mode in Fortnite, which I don't think they should do for the sheer fact of you're literally separating your game into two games at that point, a normal mode and a ranked mode, and the matchmaking times are going to just skyrocket in order to so. find a match. I don't think so at all. How many co- co- concurrent players do you have right now? Like, Why in, would matchmaking slow down? In normal... I think you'd be fine. But the second you get into ranked and you start like getting people and putting them into the, these skill sets or these skill trees, whatever their ranks or however they're going to do it, and this is the same problem with League, is if you and I go in and we queue up a ranked League match right now in bronze, we'll get a match in like a minute and a half. If you watch the most popular streamers and the people that are in Challenger, they hit the queue button, and in order to get properly match made, it takes like 22 minutes. For okay, them to get a you're match. talking about the top 1% of all players, though. In That's league. true. So, guess what? They don't care because they're making thousands and thousands of dollars for sitting on Twitch, waiting in queue while all these people give them money. So, like, the 1% is what you're worried about, not the 99%. Right. Like, in, in, with Fortnite, you could do it just like Disc Jam does it because Disc Jam does it the best. What happens when you queue up in Disc Jam? Do you know, Jazzy? You don't, because you don't play the GOAT. So listen, I'm going to tell you right now. In Disc Jam, you queue up for a game. Spoiler alert. GOAT sound effect coming soon. (laughs) You queue up in a game. It tries to match you and someone your skill. No one plays Disc Jam because it's too good. So when it takes too long to find one person to play against, it goes, okay, now we're looking for someone 400 points within your skill level. When they can't find that person, 800 points within your skill level. Okay, well now we're just looking for anyone. It changes based off of however much time is taken because if that person's not out there ready to play you 1v1, it's going to find you someone to play and probably destroy mm-hmm. you, but it'll find someone. So, like, if Fortnite had even had a problem, which I really don't think it would, because just like League of Legends, you said, if you're in bronze, if you're in silver, you can queue up pretty easy. And that's where... Your bread—that's where it, that's where you make your money, right? Mm-hmm. The mass players sit in bronze, silver, gold, and yeah, yeah, you can get into platinum, and yeah, you can get into whatever you know, whatever's beyond that, diamond and all that stuff. But still, so your your huge your mass chunk of pl- concurrent players sit in that realm, and as long as your servers are up to it, which you're epic, and you're already dealing with how many how 
they just set the they just beat PUBG three point four million or four point three yeah. million. One of the so two. their servers are handling that already. I think they could handle where they say, "Here's your casual mode that you guys are already used to playing to. Here's your ranked mode in case you want to take it more seriously." Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you're also building an environment just like League of Legends does, where you can find you're you're building a farm system. Like that's the one thing I don't think a lot of people think of from the esports side of it is that by building a competitive side, you are finding the best players without doing any anything. You're just sitting there waiting for them to climb the ranks and go, "Hey, these hundred guys right here are the best hundred in our in our competitive league," and then teams can go out and start to scout them and say, "Yep, we're going to sign you." Yeah, I think the problem is though is once you get into that, so Fortnite is on fire right now because of these popular streamers like Myth and Ninja and Dakota and stuff like that. So when you get these guys who are... are it sounds like you're naming off truck models. <laughs> yeah, right? North Carolina! <laughs> Florida! <laughs> so when you have these Texas. guys that are pushing your game to the point where Epic has, has created an in-game pickaxe for Ninja called the Plunger. I know, you bought it. I bought it. It's yeah, pretty cool. I know. You'll buy a pickaxe, but you won't buy this jam. I know. So a when plunger. Ninja, so when Ninja goes and queues up for a game, and it takes him eight minutes to get in the game, the difference between League and Fortnite at that point is League, you queue up, you get in a game finally, and you get to play that game out. Ninja queues up, waits that long, gets into a game, drops down, has bad luck this round, and gets killed, and instantly has to go back into a queue. Ninja doesn't have to go play competitive; he can go play casual That's if he wants true. to stream. That's true. Or he can say, hey, Tuesdays are my rank nights. People know what to expect. If I, if I drop in and die, well, Summit might have got me or Shroud might have got me or, you know, somebody like I'm going to be because it's because of the because of the rank, you know, that Ninja's playing against all those people that you want to see him play against. The whole 1v1 me, bro, the whole competition of of what we watch on Twitch, the best of the best, finally duking it out on mm-hmm. a level where they don't have a bunch of noobs running around them like, I got 23 kills this round because I'm playing a bunch of kids sitting on their couch at home. Yeah. Playing a bunch of I don't, I don't see them actually do this. is And this is just my opinion what I think they're going to do. I don't think Epic's going to create a different mode and create a ranked mode. I think they're just going to basically put a mathematic equation into effect upon like how good and fast you could build how well your accuracy is and stuff like that which they already have all these analytics because they're built into your stats at the end of the game and they're just going to say which weren't public at first which and, weren't now public, and, now public. Th- and now yeah. they are they're gathering all that data yep. for a so, reason so I think what they're going to do is they're just going to say hey we're going to take all these stats give you some sort of like hidden player rank and then we're just going to try to hey here's the top 100 players that are queuing up right now. Bam, you're in a group, and we're going to leave these bottom 100, and bam, they're in a group. So that's just making the actual games as fair as possible. Yeah. Bottom line is you can you can want this or not want it, and and people in the people in the Twitch chat are talking about you know server population imbalances would occur. We have people that agree and think that that they should always have a social and rank mode in these types of games. But bottom line is your Fortnite. You're one. You're if you don't want to sit there and call you the hottest game, which at this point I think we can sit here and say you are the hottest game out there right now because PUBG is struggling and having issues. You are the hottest game, and. What happens when you hit the peak, when you're on top? How do you stay there? 
Yeah. You have you can't sit there and not do anything. You have to do something. And listening to the people is important. So the fact that they've they've addressed the fact they're like we've taken into your concerns. We're going to we're going to listen and we're going to figure this out. So maybe that means they're going to build a separate ranked mode over here that leaves the casual mode alone so that if you don't want anything to do with it, you're still fine. Instead of just saying, here's matchmaking for everyone, it's just part of the game, still one mode, right? right? Like that could very well happen because of people speaking up where they were originally thinking about just making it in one big mode. But bottom line is you have to evolve and you have to continue to better your product. And yes, you can keep throwing guns in there and you can keep tweaking balances and you can keep throwing in cute skins so you can run around as a pink teddy bear. You can do all that stuff and people will love it. But bottom line is what has League of Legends done year after year, especially this season, they've reinvented their game over and over and over again. If they were still sitting on version one of League, it'd be dead gone and no one would be talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. You can't stand still when you have this type of success. You will die. Yeah. And that's it. So you have to do something, and I think this is it. I think this is a smart move to add another level of, of gameplay to this that maybe I personally, I just said I don't like the idea. So, like, I might dabble in it, but I'm probably going to live in the casual realm because I already play a lot of competitive league, and I don't need to get stressed out and, and, you know, break another controller or keyboard or whatever. There is potential talk of Fortnite actually becoming an eSport, too. And I think if it does become an eSport, at that point, you almost have to have a ranked in your your game just to do the calculations for the whole eSport side of things because... Other than that, you're going to have these esports organizations calling you up and being like, "Hey, can I get a list of the you know top ten players? I want to be able to scout them and, and see who I should put on my team." And if you have a ranked mode, then you don't have to do any of that because it's already already in the game. Well, that's what I was saying is that you you need that yeah that scouting tool to be able to to start to farm the best players that are playing your game. Period. Because right Around now, the world. Because right now we can only say who we think the best players on Fortnite are. Because they stream. How many players could be way better than these top streamers, but they just don't stream? That's what I'm saying. Right. True. 100%. You will find people because you because of how you're doing that. It's the same, same. Like, a lot of games do this, but I always go to League because I watch a lot of League. So, like, you, you people have been found and became superstars because of the rank system in their video game. Like Nothing your, else. Like your hoodies, uh... Support right now. CLG has yep. Biofrost. Biofrost was nobody. Yep. Until TSM went out and had basically a a scouting tryout. <laughs> exactly. And he ended up performing the best in that. Exactly. And now and now yeah, he's he's a he's a great support. But so that's what I'm saying is for Fortnite's health, it's a smart move. But but listen. But they are listening to their fan base, which is super important. And I think in the end, if the way Epic's been on a roll, so as long as they take in that information and they try to be fair about it and transparent, very transparent, you can you can get away with adding this to your game and say, okay, we listened to you. So originally we were going to make it one mode and have matchmaking for everyone. But we heard what you were concerned of, so instead we're going to have our casual mode, which is what you're already used to, and we're going to launch this entire new section here with rankings and and you know uh, tournaments and all sorts of cool functionality that they could put in. But all in all, um, you know, I think it's smart. I think and it's they a very call smart it, move. 
epic mode. Licorice. Uh, licorice. It's good branding. Another one that was found through yeah. through, uh, through the the rank system, yep. uh, which is on the first place team. We'll nah, talk about that tied later. For first place. We'll talk about that later. First place team. They're not actually even tied for first, but still, I'm going to take it. Take what I can get. All right. Let's get into our last topic here. This is a doozy. This one's a doozy. This one is a doozy. It, it, affects, it affects this very show. We're going to talk about Twitch. That's right, Twitch. We're talking about you. And some changes that you're making. Some new policies that are being laid out to combat harassment and bullying. Uh, and honestly, these are these are some these are some pretty bold moves, and I and I uh, I really like what. Oh, now you did it. He's upside down and upset. We got our bug friend here messing with the board. All right. I don't like bugs. It made me uncomfortable. Or friends. New policy considers verified off Twitch harassment from any source. So. Video game streaming platform Twitch has long taken a proactive stand against harassment with a, de- with a detailed set of community guidelines and tools like AutoMod intended to protect, protect streamers and viewers alike. But an update to those guidelines announced on Thursday caught our eye because it expands that protection to encompass other online platforms to some extent. As Twitch put it in a blog post announcing the changes, we will now consider verifiable hateful or harassing conduct that takes place off Twitch when making moderation decisions for actions that occur on Twitch. If you use other services to direct hate or harassment towards someone on Twitch, we will consider it a violation of Twitch's policies. Hmm. In other words, harassing comments left on a streamer's YouTube or Twitter account or anywhere else off Twitch could now contribute to the harasser being banned from Twitch. As far as we're aware, it's rare for content moderation policy to extend beyond a platform's own virtual walls and conduct it on a wider internet space. Uh, The new policy doesn't mean Twitch will be actively monitoring other platforms for, for, uh, for harassment. They've actually come out and said, we won't be crawling around on Twitter and Facebook and stuff looking for you. Twitch themselves will not be. But they did go on to say it's streamers or anything like that. But, but, but now when filing a report, users can provide documentation that illustrates harassment from any source. A Twitch spokesperson told uh, the, I'm sorry, what, what this article I'm reading is from uh, ARS Technica. So, um, that specifically includes things like public-facing social media sites. The spokes, uh, spokesperson went on to say, but we will only factor in instances we can personally verify. So now you're sitting there, you're a fan of a streamer, you follow them on all, all outlets, and you see someone just bashing them on one of their outlets. You can screen capture that, submit it in your report on Twitch, and then Twitch will go and confirm it. At that point, they'll take action on that user. The interesting part is, I don't know, like, how does this work? And so my one f- mechanic question or, or logistic question is, mm-hmm. yes, I'm pretty much Grim- I'm Grimlock the Dino almost everywhere, but pe- not all people are like that, right? Like, you could be the Deadite on Twitch and, you know, I don't know, the Flintstones over, over on Facebook. 
So like, please how, don't give out my personal information yeah, on the show. I'm really sorry. Yeah, it's the butt kisser on Facebook. I forgot about that. That's extra personal. You're making it worse. All right, fine. Sphincter liquor over there on Tumblr, <laughs> unrated. Thank you. You're welcome. Please subscribe to my blog there. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> All right, but anyways, how do you how do you trace that? You know, like okay, so this person just threw all this hate and how do you trace that back to their Twitch account? You can't, I don't think you can. <laughs> so my man Nelson. Got me. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, that's my one thing that I feel like could be a huge issue is that all these reports come in and then yes, you could verify that it's over. Yep. There it is sitting clear as day on YouTube, sitting clear as day on Facebook. But how does that connect back to Twitch? If, the user has inter- interconnected those. Now, I get it. For me, my Facebook, my Twitter is connected to my Twitch, right? Because I like to share out my streams. Right. I, like to, you know, I like to interact. So that way is one way you could make it work. But if, but if the accounts are completely separate, then it's easy for a troll to learn real quickly with this new policy is have a fake account over here that is not connected at all to my Twitch account. Right. And then you're and then you're safe. You know that's the big that's the big question mark that I have. Um, unless you can trace, unless they're allowed to trace IP addresses and see if they can link up IP addresses with an account that has the same IP address. Here I go into IT like you know nerd out, but there there would be ways. I just don't know what their limitations are legally. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day though, catching one person this way because they were not careful enough to create all this these fake accounts in order to harass people is better than catching no one. Because right now, true. they're not catching anyone doing you're, it. Right, you're true. No, I mean, they're catching people within their own platform. Within their own platform, yeah. right. No, I mean, that's a good idea. Uh, Twitch also said that no specific incident led to the new community policy, but that it is a response to a general problem some users have been facing. People would occasionally cite public-facing harassment happening on other platforms to support a claim, but our policy had been limited to things happening only on our service. Uh, while it isn't a widespread issue, it's important that our community has this option. So, uh, on the other hand, this kind of cross-border expansion of community guidelines could help stifle committed harassers who essentially flood users with aggressive messages across multiple online platforms. If other popular social platforms rolled out similar guidelines, they can make it much tougher for harassers to follow their targets after being blocked from one mode of communication. So that's true too. You're on Twitch, you're taking harassment, you ban them. So then they fly over to every other channel they possibly, every other platform they can to continue just spam and hate. Mm-hmm. Now, now all of a sudden it's easier to sit there and say, now nah, you're gone all the way across the board. Right. And if you could block, again, if you could block via IP address, then it's a lot easier. Right. Man. Just don't hate on people. <laughs> like yeah. that's my thing. If people start Twitch getting, is an adult platform. People, yeah. let's act like adults. How about that? People are going to start getting banned for being awful to each other. I'm all about it because I'm awful in real life, but I'm not awful on the internet. So you're, which is funny, it's yeah. like you're opposite of what everybody else is. Yeah, everybody else is like keyboard, you know, keyboard heroes here. They're they're just like. They have no fear yeah. at all because they're behind the screen. But you, you're the you're just a dickhead in life, and then you're just like the super kind person online. Like people listen, keyboard kindness. People talk to you in the Discord, and they're like, "Man, that that Deadite guy, he's like the best of Gamezilla." And we're all over here like, 
what? Have you seen this man? Have you ever interacted with him? Like, this guy is the face. I literally, sociopath. I literally spit in Grimm's food when he wasn't looking earlier. He was eating some Taco Bell. I was, like, I was looking and I still ate it. Because well, they like, have some extra guacamole, you dick. <laughs> Great. Maybe we should great. Skype. Maybe we should Skype him in. It'd be a better show. Yeah, perfect. it'd smell better. That's true. Oh, that's for sure. All right. So, <laughs> what do you think, though? I think uh, Twitch, you know, uh, stepping up this policy, trying to protect their streamers more. They've also mentioned they're looking into the whole booby streamer uh, issue as right. well. They're trying to change. They're trying to change some policies around the IRL and just the overall sexual sexualizing uh, streaming to to an, to a unbearable extreme right now. I'm tired of our fans objectifying Chazzy. Yeah, I mean, right. he's beautiful, but come on. He can only handle so he's a, much. Yeah. He's, a, he's some a person. Pe- some people can't handle me. I'm just huh? saying. So what do you think, though? I mean, Twitch is making some solid moves. No, this, this, is, this is a good move. And like you said, when I first read the article, I thought the same thing. Like, how? Like, how are they going to catch these people? Because it'd be so easy to create a fake account and then just continue your harassment there. But if anything else, it's just a, it's a, a giant warning sign. Like, even if it deters people from doing it because they're afraid that they might get banned from Twitch is a win. Yeah. No, exactly. So, yeah. You're going to scare the people that aren't as as bold and then the bold people hopefully will get punished. Yeah. So, yeah, I I'm a fan of it. Twitch has done a good job with this. Uh Dead I anything any last words on this topic? Uh, I I think there's some real scummy people on the internet and I think if we can take away a little bit of that keyboard courage then i'm a, i'm all about that i'd rather just see some people being a little a little bit kinder to one another yeah absolutely so. all right uh that was uh topic three that's going to close out the news that was our attack on the news for this and much more you want to visit gamezillamedia.com and you want to join the discord enter the discord it's free talk with gamers from around the world every day And that way uh, you can continue these topics and keep talking about them in the Nintendo channel, in the streamer channel, and, and, you know, anywhere else you want to talk. General channel, I guess, for Twitch. Um, Fortnite would be wherever the hell you want to talk about Fortnite. Yeah, plenty of options to talk in there. Um, Jazzy, I know you worked on the documents. Let me just take a look. Not getting enough GameZilla podcast? Listen to the GameZilla Alpha every Sunday for that extra dose of Zilla activity. That's right. GameZilla Alpha. Our Hot Topic of the Week podcast, where we take one topic, talk to you about it for one hour, in-depth, Gamezilla Alpha. Live from the nearest Hot Topic store to this studio, Hot Topics. All right, well, I think it's time for Jazzy <laughs> to give us a little bit of details on some eSports. Are we getting shirts in Hot Topic, or are they going to start selling Gamezilla shirts there? You know? Yes. Big news. <laughs> but it's not happening but maybe shirts and hats somewhere else. GamesLimited.com. Coming soon. Real soon. Didn't want to tell you guys what I was working on last week. Our new store, Slop Topic. But it might have been a store. Get ready. Had some fans reach out to me and push and push the envelope, so there might be some product right around the corner, limited edition, so get ready. GamesLimited.com. That's where you're going to be able to find the link and uh, pre-order your items Probably, let's see. I'm, I'm going to give you a date. Ooh. I'm going to give you a date. Oh, very on Nintendo-like of you. Let me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, give them, gonna give say... them the month and day, but not the year. <laughs> <laughs> September 12th. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> no, um, keep an eye on GamesOme.com, February 
21st. Ooh. Ooh. February 21st. Mark that down. All right. The proceeds from the first two purchases will go to buying Jazzy Disc Jam. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Jazzy's Disc Jam's already bought. Uh, that's true. It's already bought. All right. Here's, uh, here's eSports, everyone. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh my God, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon. Oh, let's break it. Damn! Big, big news in esports this week, guys. There was some celebrations that happened. There was also some, some crying in interviews. Lots of crying. But uh, let's start with the scores of the two that we like to follow the most, and that would be League and Overwatch. And uh, looks like Jesse, you over know a, a, you know I'm a Dota guy. Don't uh, yeah, well, Dota uh, they're kind of in off season right now. So. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, so All right, let's get into it. Dota one though, it's the Dota, not Dota two. We had we had a. Uh, Four teams at the top, and uh, out of those four teams after this weekend, two of them stay strong, and that is Cloud9 and Echo Fox continue their win streaks, and they're both at 7-1, and one, and then the rest of them might be shaken up a little bit. TSM started off the weekend like, I don't know, 7th? Boo. And they are currently 4th. Tied for 4th. Tied for 4th. Tied for 4th. Not, not, necessarily, true <laughs> not necessarily because they did so good this past weekend because they went one on one, but more because Team Liquid and Hundred Thieves did that bad. Oh, <laughs> Team Liquid, me and Sci-Fi Squad. TL win will come back. I'm not worried. Yeah, TL yeah. TL's gonna bounce back, but they're still in third, right? TL they are in third, but they did drop two games this weekend. They're now five and three. Who they lose to? They lost two. Shoot, I forgot already. I was so upset. Team Liquid lost to um, Echo Fox. They lost okay, to that's Echo reasonable. Fox, and then they lost to FlyQuest? I don't know who they lost I to. I think they lost, lost where my man Flyquest. Flames at, so you know they're going to hurt him. But, I'm going to uh, look him up. I'm going to look it up on the phone real quick because so, this is important. Okay, important question while you're looking that up. And I, I might be just jumping the gun. How the Golden Knights doing? Or what is it? The, they, the, got, they got their first, first win. win. The Golden Gods. Yeah. What, what's the team called? The, the Golden, 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 Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians. Golden Guardians, and they got their first win. Uh, it was an epic battle, and they beat. <laughs> Who did they beat? One hundred thieves. One hundred thieves. Yeah. One hundred thieves were tied for first, sitting there like four and zero, four and one. They're now four and four. Oh yeah. goodness! Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, they're struggling. Okay, I don't feel as bad for Team Liquid because they did lose this weekend to Echo Fox and Cloud9. Okay, <laughs> so, so Team Liquid, you're doing fine. In the league. You're doing fine. So, hopping on over to Overwatch. That's right. The London Spitfire reverse sweep New York Excelsior and become Overwatch's League Stage 1 champions. And who are the London Spitfire? Let's just get that out of the way. Cloud9. C9, <laughs> baby. We've won everything. So for everybody who doesn't know, um, Overwatch League is going to be, in, they're in four stages. So it's like basically splitting the season season one of Overwatch League into four different splits. 
as League does two, Overwatch is going to do four quarters, basically. And at the end of each quarter, they have a little kind of playoff against the top four teams, and uh, the winner of that basically gets some money. Nice. So congratulations, London Spitfire, getting $100,000 added to their payroll. Not bad. Very nice. So not bad. With that being said, Overwatch League has taken off. Everybody's into Overwatch League, apparently. Not I not. still don't really see it. I haven't got my, you know, the Talons haven't really kind of grasped me yet. Uh, I don't, I don't really. Talons grasp people. They grasp, yeah. Uh, um, you because know. if, yeah, if you ever play Rhyme, grasp people. I think I like clinch people. I think I like claw people's guts out. I really think because you're a C9 fan, though. I think grasp is an okay. No, yeah, no, it's not. I don't like it. It's too soft. So too, well, too grasp. Yeah. We're not trying to hate. We just want. We don't want to get banned from Twitch. So I'm trying to be softer to the people. Okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Overwatch League is already looking ahead to season two. They are already looking to expand from just North American based teams right now over to Europe and Asia. However, there's a catch. Grim, do you remember the buy-in for a team? In Overwatch League this year? Mm. Was it a million? 20 million. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 10 million right. is League. <laughs> that's right. 20 million was Overwatch. That's League. cool. It's a cool 20 mil. That's right. 20 million dollars. So the Overwatch. My God. <laughs> They're already looking forward to season two. They confirmed in its quarterly earnings call last week that it's interested in European and Asian expansions of the Overwatch Leagues in season two. However, they are also thinking of increasing the buy-in for these teams. Oh, my God. Does it say how much? Overwatch League could increase from $20 million to $35 million. <laughs> However, ESPN has reported that sources expect the buy-in range to top off at $60 million a team. So Blizzard wow. hasn't confirmed anything yet. Holy but shit. But they did dive deeper and basically kind of like... Poked Blizzard into saying, "Give me some information." It said it'll cap at sixty. So they haven't decided how much the team buy-in is going to be, but it could potentially be sixty million dollars, which is triple the amount of season one's teams. I, my only thing though is like after season one is over, I would love some of these teams to come out and release their numbers. Release their numbers of how much like, they're making. Is yeah. Blizzard making money off this? Obviously, <laughs> obviously they're making money off this, but I want to know because this has been a problem in league in the past. You know, is that teams aren't are losing money or not, or are they not profiting? You know, they're just breaking even, just to, just surviving. So, like, is league's business model better? Are are these teams that just like okay, London Spitfire? Cost twenty million dollars to get in just to the spot, let alone whatever the cost was for the practice facility and and everything. Let alone the the, the roster cost and, and salaries and all that. Like, are you like after year one? Is there any chance that the London Spitfire are turning a profit? Like, is it yeah. is it a multi year outlook where it's like we're going to be in the red year one, but by year three we're going to be making profit? Like. That's I would love to see some of that publicly. I just don't know if we will. Yeah. I wonder what the kickback is from Blizzard too, because uh, it says here Blizzard reportedly earned ninety million dollars in its two-year Twitch deal, 
with its HP Omen and Intel deals bringing in reportedly $17 million and $10 million, respectively. According wow. to ESPN, T-Mobile, Toyota, and Sour Patch Kids... <laughs> Have all signed deals with yeah. the Overwatch League, too. <laughs> Gotta get the Sour Patch Kids. Wow. How do we get Sour Patch Kids to shell out to sponsor this show? They could pay a heck of a lot less and get way better promotion. True. I'll sell the hell out of Sour Patch Kids. So my eSports <sighs> question of the day for you guys is, Season 2, how do you feel about them opening it up to a European and an Asian, uh, basically, league as well? And then they kind of combine them, maybe to do a Worlds kind of like League does. And then do you think that anywhere above $20 million to potentially $60 million is too much of a buy-in for a team? So here's my thing about Overwatch League is that a lot of positive vibes are coming out about it and people are enjoy watching it and that's super awesome. But what I need to see, because I know teams get a cut of it, but so does Blizzard. I want to see revenue of individual teams like jersey sales, you know, like think like like right now, Blizzard is selling all the jerseys, and they're and they're they're giving a cut to the team, cut to themselves, right? So, I got like I'm having a hard time not feeling like Blizzard is making a shit ton of money, and all of these teams are like poor artists, just like. Look at me over here. I have this print on the wall. Buy it. It, it reminds me of like a co-op, right? It's like you have 32 artists crammed into this building, all trying to sell their different forms of art, and they're all just like slowly starving, right? They're, they're there. Yeah. They're happy that they have their art on a wall, but they're slowly starving while the owner of the co-op is just milking in all the rent money and a cut on every single sale that comes out of the building. So Blizzard is that person for sure, and 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 rightfully so. If you're going to build this infrastructure and and try to let it roll, then yeah, you should you should benefit from it. But I just feel like is this year two, year three, gonna really start to show that? Oh, it's so it's so amazing! All these sponsorship deals, it's so so profitable and all this stuff and then you find out that you know london spitfire are bankrupt and these people are, are in the red and, and like that's the thing i'm worried about because year one like year seven of league of legends that was happening in league yeah year seven year one you're making it sound like it's like you're making it sound like if I had twenty, if, if between the three of us we had twenty million dollars, we should have bought an Overwatch team because we'd be set for life. That's basically how you're how how they're throwing it out there, and I worry that it's skewed yeah. majorly and one one sided. Let me give you a few numbers based upon just the actual league itself. So, the only guaranteed money that we know Blizzard's giving them currently is prize money, right? So at the end of each stage is a playoff. Based on the team's performance in that stage, for a solitary winner of that stage, the prize could be $125,000. Which is nothing. Compared to the $20 million buy. <laughs> right. right. Teams are also paid out based on their overall standings at the end of the regular season play, ranging from $25,000 to $300,000 in the first season. So if your team goes in, destroys the performance, and wins everything, you're getting paid $300,000. Plus your playoffs of four hundred thousand, maybe. Right. So then, th that's why I'm saying, jersey sales, uh, ticket sales, 
you know, for your one stadium yeah. in, in LA. The skin sales that are in the actual yeah, skin games sales, on Overwatch. Like, like what? That's the revenue I need to see because then I can sit there and say that's a 50-50 split. So now I know that, you know, uh, London Spitfire generating $10 million in merchandise, digital and physical, Mm -hmm. you know, well, okay, so, you know, two years they break even just off if they can keep their merchandise sales normal. Their winnings and everything after that is is profit, let alone their own sponsorships, right, their individual sponsorships. So, like... Where's the, where's the money coming from? Because it's winning is not getting you the money, and it really never has. Let's be honest, right? You win the league, and yeah, you get you get four million dollars. It gets split amongst the entire team. Like it's not paying for you, for what it costs to operate a league team on that level. So where's the money coming? It's coming from Alienware. It's coming from Razer. It's coming from HyperX. It's coming from Logitech, like it's coming yeah. from Logitech. That's where it's coming from. Is there enough there? That's 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 the cost of operating. Because it's twenty million for the spot. What's the cost of the building for you know monthly, electricity, internet, like salaries, food? Like what's the cost of all of that? Because you got you got a team there that you got to take care of. Yeah, that's the that's the scary part for me. I well, don't that's know if the it's the problem as, that we were seeing in league. It's the problem exactly. Another another reason why I think they hopefully can. What they do add Europe and Asia into this, they're not going to run into the same problem that league's having right now. Is Everybody who was a free agent that was in Europe last year is jumping with joy because they weren't under contract. And what did they do? They instantly came over here, tried out for an American team because they were going franchised, and then if they made it, they were golden. Because Europe is so bad at treating their players right now that the players that were under contract are screwed. Yeah. So that's why you see Sven. That's why you see Mithy. That's why you see Power of Evil all coming over from Europe and basically living the high life now that they're on a franchise North American team. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, guys. It was some, like, 50 minutes ago. I had a hard time spending $15 on a video game. So the idea of a $20 million <laughs> investment into owning an Overwatch team, it Potentially is crazy. Potentially $60 million. So, 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 so let me ask you. Just I, I'm having a little bit of trouble understanding. London Spitfire, let's use them as our example because that's who we've been talking about. They paid $20,000. $20 million. $20 oh, excuse million. me. Excuse me. $20 million to get into the Overwatch League. Uh, was that just for this season and they have to buy in again next season? Or uh, is it like they're in, they, they own a franchise, and now you're saying, oh, if if uh, Berlin wants to uh, have a franchise, it might be up to 60 for them to get in for the Correct. future. Okay, yeah. because for a second, I was thinking that all the current teams were going to have to ante up and buy in again next year. I was like, that's insane because no, there's no. no way they'd make it back yeah. in a year. But if you do look at it long term... I mean, if you think at the at the end of it, sixty sixty million dollars to own a esports franchise, if it really starts blowing up and trending closer to what actual professional sports is, then I mean, they're going to be rolling in the dough in a few years. I guess the problem I have with it, and this is why esports teams do this, right? Echo Fox has League. They have uh, fighting fighting uh, yep. tournaments. They have they Evo. have Rocket League. They have yeah. they have all they have you know. Uh, C9 has Overwatch, League of Legends, CSGO, like they're everywhere, right? That's the way that you can, can now the cost keeps going up because you're buying into all these different games. But my problem with Overwatch League and it being such a one, like such a focused cost, 20 to $60 million plus the cost of just operation and, and everything else, right? 
what's the life of Overwatch? In all reality, yeah. in all reality, like if you're going to sit there and say, in five years, I will make $100 million. I paid, I paid 30, let's say. I profited $70 million. Not counting all my operation costs. I, I walked away 30 million profit. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'd take it every day. Every day I would take it. The problem is, is that that's a five-year plan. What happens if the game only lives three years? Yeah, because like what you were saying earlier is League evolves their game and changes it. So the League now in Season 8 is nothing like League was in Season 1. Right. Overwatch can. I'm not saying that they can't. I'm sure Blizzard will come up with something, but like the amount that they're going to be able to change that game, I don't know if it's going to be strong enough of a change to keep people interested. It's the advantage of MOBA. The the MOBA for the the MOBA genre is so interesting because it can it's so it can be flexible, and it, and it can break. You can bend it and, and try to bend it and try to bend it until you got a paragon and it just snaps and just doesn't work and you have to walk away. But League has found a way where they've been able to bend and twist. And yes, there've been bumps along the way, but all in all, they've come to season eight and the game is healthier than it's ever been. Okay, like season eight. If you're a brand new league player and you and and you had somehow played season seven, you'd be like, "Oh my god, I would have never played league a year ago." Like that's true. I like uh, Sean and, and Sheriff. Like the, the, them learning the runes and learning and, and all the changes they made and how much more just smaller of a learning curve it is compared to even just last year. Yeah, tells me that this game is healthier than ever for the sense of player growth. New people coming in, old people staying, and just the growth of the game, which then leads to a healthier eSport. Here's a, here's a question about the one big difference between Overwatch and League of Legends that could have something to do with the longevity and the popularity. Overwatch is not a free-to-play game. No, it's not. And League of Legends is a free-to-play game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's one thing that when it comes to accessibility, realistically, it doesn't matter how old or crappy your computer is it doesn't matter how much money you have in your pocket as long as you have a functioning computer and internet connection you can actually play league of legends you don't need a high spec and not that overwatch is that high spec but you don't need a gaming pc per se to be able to just pick up and learn the game and it doesn't cost you any money so that i think helps to the overall health and longevity and you can make more drastic changes to the mechanics of the game because you didn't charge anyone $60 for it initially. It's free. I mean, I know people have invested hundreds and thousands of dollars into other content and champions and such, but at the same time, those are small individual purchases over several years. Yeah. It's not a game that someone flat out paid 60 bucks for. It's just right. there's a different mentality behind it, and I think that is one thing that helps the popularity, longevity, and success of League of Legends. But I also think if Overwatch lives to be five, six years old, could, could we see Overwatch turned into a free-to-play game because we we technically own overwatch origin edition right Right. that's that's the name of the game that at least everyone in this room purchased right so you know there can be other editions of free-to-play edition there could be as the game evolves and it has been evolving we've seen new modes and and new new gameplay introduced over what is it year and a half two years it's about two years overwatch has been out yeah so it can evolve but it's just really interesting to see what path it's going to take and it could innovate and we could see a lot of cool things out of it but i think it's a little more restricted than than league is for like you said the mobile platform and the free-to-play platform well good news the last thing i want to say about this is i think the 35 the 35 million or above in the new 
um, Europe and Asia locations mm-hmm. is a is a horrible idea. I think you have to come in and a new market. If you're going to build an entire new league over here, that yes, will will compete with North America in the end in worlds or whatever you want to call it. But it it's entirely its own league during the season. It should be it should be twenty million. It that season yes, it's season two overall, but it's season one for Europe. It's season one for Asia. It should be twenty million because you have not proven that your product will work there. What you right. can do here in North America is say we want to expand North America. We want to add four more teams. There's four spots, sixty million each. Here's the proof why it's sixty million because season one, everybody that was in here generated this type of revenue. You didn't get in year one, so you got to pay the premium to get in year two. Here's an interesting. You know, sort of play on that though. Uh, business investors don't necessarily look at things uh, in a state line, United States line perspective. If someone's like, "Hey, you want to launch a team in Colorado? It's going to cost you sixty grand," and that same rich investor could launch one in Italy for twenty for twenty million or whatever. They're just going to put their money over there. They're going to invest over there, unless for some somehow Blizzard's like, no, listen, you know, if you reside and do business in this country, this is the country you can work in. Because that's what I would do. I would just buy an Italian team instead of buying a team here in the states if it's going to cost me a third. I mean, you could do that, but you're also as an investor taking a risk that League of Legends is already proof Europe is suffering right now. Yeah, every team in Europe is losing money. They're not mm-hmm. making money. It's like they've come out and said if league if Riot doesn't make changes, they will they will stop playing league. They in will Europe. Yeah. Entire team organizations have said we're going to North America. They haven't yet, but H2K said we're if they don't if you guys don't tell us about franchise here soon, we will pull our team from Europe, which were the biggest Europe team there is. We're TSM over here and we will go somewhere else or we won't play league. That's how bad it is over there. Now, yeah, you know what? Uh, Asia probably is a super strong market because, because I mean, you, you think some some of the well, not some of the best players come from that area when it comes to League of Legends, a lot of games, right? Like they, they right. dominate in a lot of stuff. So, I mean, they might do better there, but I just worry about a brand new market, and you're just going to give a premium price right out the gate, and then it start, it doesn't take off the way your North America did because you got greedy. And because of it, it affects your overall product because you can't get this one off the ground and then that one struggles. North America struggles because of it right. because now your world's is not real competition. North America is just going to stomp everybody and win every time and you're not, you're not creating comp- healthy competition and, you're, and the overall product dies. Yep. Oh, well, on the good news of things, for those of, you know, people around the world that say Overwatch is the biggest eSport that's going on right now, you will have your chance, anybody that hasn't played Overwatch yet, because coming up this weekend, February 16th through the 18th, Overwatch is going through the Year of the Dog event. And what's one of the perks of the Year Dog event, aside from new skins and all the other crap you get during these events? It's free to play that weekend. Nice. So if you haven't played Overwatch yet, or you just played it but you didn't, you know sold it or they've seen some really yeah know. these free weekends have brought a lot of growth to their game like they've been public with the growth uh, that they get out of these free weekends so it's uh smart that they're bringing a free weekend free weekend on an event as well that's cool yeah you know maybe i should take advantage of the free to play weekend and try overwatch for pc 
There you go. I have it on PC. We'll boot it up. Let's do it. It might be fun. Well, I'm going to be too busy playing the new number one eSport in the entire world, Disc Jam. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, God. <laughs> So will Jazzy Fiddle, goodbye <laughs> League of Legends. Jazzy Fiddle, you're looking at a pro duo. Sorry, Grim. Aww. All the love, but we know it's all about me and Jazzy going pro. <laughs> yeah. I'm refunding my purchase. <laughs> nope. That's everything I have about esports this week. If esports is not your thing and you like old school video games, then listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursday where Craig, WK, and Chops, they have a thing. <laughs> Romantic thing. Legend of Retro. Yeah. Yep. That was your thing? That, that, was, that was my was your plug? That was my plug. The Legend of Retro. That's all they get, okay? That's retro video get. games, if you love them, you better, you better check these guys out. They are, they are the best out there for retro game coverage. I learn something new every week. Like, they could do a Metroid. They could do a Metroid show, which they haven't yet. I should really be like, what the fuck? But... They could do a Metroid show, and I bet you I'd learn something. They're they're just that they're just that knowledgeable when it comes to retro games. Legend of Retro every Thursday, um, and then of course we got Noobs and Dragons, our brand new Dungeons and Dragons adventure, led by none other than Craig WK, taking on some noobs in Jazzy Fiddle, Grimlock, and Chops on an adventure that you don't want to miss every Wednesday in the same great places of all of our podcast GamesLMedia.com. It, it differs greatly from GameZilla, GameZilla Alpha, The Legend of Retro, because it is sort of a storytelling podcast. It's an adventure podcast. It's totally different than anything else you're going to listen to. Uh, it, it's very fun. It's, it's you know, if you're not a Dungeons & Dragons person, which I'm not, it's like listening to your friends here in Jazzy, Grim, and Chaps sort of do a choose-your-own-adventure led by Craig uh, I, I can't, you know, I'm not part of the show, so I can unbiasedly really endorse it. Uh, listen to listen to Noobs and Dragons. You'll have so much fun with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Jesse, let's uh, let's just wrap to start wrapping this up. Uh, go ahead and give a plug with to our favorite people, our supporters. Oh, you know, those supporters on Patreon. This podcast has been brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash GameZilla Media today to see everything that GameZilla Media has to offer. While I fiddle with Ethan's joystick. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I've been waiting all night. Thanks again to all of our uh, patrons. We really appreciate all your support. This wouldn't be possible without you guys. Um... Lastly, I want to remind everybody about the stream team. So if you look below this stream right now, you will see GameZilla Media as a community. If you click on that, hit the follow button, you will be able to follow all the GameZilla Media stream team. Uh, we just brought Matrix on stage, um, who is doing a lot of cool retro RPG streaming. And then you have myself, Jazzy Fiddle, Testonomics, Sheriff of Patty, The Glitch, all these people streaming great games from all the way from retro speedruns to some of the current stuff like Fortnite and Shadow of the Colossus with Cable 2KX. It's all there. And uh, you know what? The glitch, you're right. We need a stream team uh, promo for the Twitch chat. So we'll have to work on that. But And if you know somebody that does stream and you think that they would fit in good with our uh, community, send them our way. We'll talk to them about, you know, what we could bring to them, but what also they can bring to us to help, uh, you know, both of us become super famous. There you go. 
But all right, thank you to our stream team. Thank you to everyone that supports our stream team. We've been having a lot of fun hanging out with you guys outside of the podcast, in the Discord, or on stream. It's been a blast. Thank you for hanging out on episode 195 of the GameZilla podcast here at the GameZilla Media Studios. Thank you for reading Not the doc. Not to be confused. <laughs> oh, wait, is that in there? Oh, no. I just made that up. Not to be confused with the Bit by 8-Bit BX8B Gaming Motor City Gaming Studios located in Michigan. I think that was a better name back when we had that whole name. But, yeah. you know, GameZilla yeah. Media Studios, I guess so. All right, well, uh, yeah, you know, thank you. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on. Hey, Grim. Yeah. Can I borrow $15? <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Is it for another copy of this jam? <laughs>